Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from nine. Now, more than six million Australians are really struggling to make ends meet, despite working more hours than they were before the COVID-19 pandemic. This is new analysis, but it really is. You know, you'd, you'd probably come out and say, well, come on, Sherlock. Um, the Australian National University has found that one in four Australians are finding it difficult to get by on their current income. It's their latest survey. The poll, polls actually almost 3,500 3, adults. It, it also found out that uh, while Australians were working more hours on average than they were two years ago, their wages had decreased in real terms because inflation ate into their pay, and haven't we noticed that? So we heard also yesterday with the announcement of that RBA rate rise, yet another. So to talk more about that, I'm joined by Paul Blacklow, lecturer at Tasmanian School of Business and Economics. Paul, I really thank you for your time this morning. Uh, good morning, Mike. You're welcome. This is uh, quite a, uh, look, a shocking time for all cost of living. You must be probably sick of hearing that at the moment, Those that phrase, oh, it's the cost of living. Uh, well, look, I've uh, been investigating the cost of living almost over 25 or 30 years uh, now, and... Um I, well, I'm not sick of, it, sick of it because I know it hurts people so much, particularly in these times when prices are really taking off. Indeed. What I mean, what can we do now? The reality is, should we be taking a second job? I've been you know, talking to people that have rung this program and said, look, you know, Mike, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. Uh, it's hard and you know, there are jobs available. They're thinking of taking a second job and even for, for husband and wife just to get the more money in to pay the bills. Oh, look, everybody would be in their best position to decide what to do for themselves. But, of course, if you do have a mortgage, it is, you know, very important to keep up with those mortgage repayments and not get, uh, you know, turfed out and into the rental market. And, you know, if you have got uh, lucky enough to have a house with a mortgage, then you, you know, you really need to try and keep up with those payments, even if they are just the minimum payments. But um, whatever people can do uh, to, to keep them up, second job, cut down on luxuries, uh, I'm not too sure. But... Uh, it's certainly tough. Well, Australia's most vulnerable, you'd have to, to say, Paul, really are bearing the lion's share of the cost of bringing inflation back to what the RBA say is their target range. I mean, they're living from payday to payday, and unless things uh, change, they'll have to choose to either heat or eat next winter, as has been discussed on this program before, which is, you'd have to say, not acceptable uh, in, in a country that once prided itself on being one of the wealthiest uh, nations on the planet. Um, Anthony Albanese's government, they seem to have this refusal to apparently even consider energy bill rebates or subsidies for those who have been the hardest hit, along with the election promise to reduce power bills by 2025. I mean, it seems to me they're handing the opposition a bit of a, a handy club, but um, it's, it's, it's a difficult time, especially with that RBA rate rise. Your thoughts? Well, it certainly is incredibly difficult times. I'm I'm not a big proponent of, of messing around with prices. I'd rather they sort of address the uh, the welfare system and tax system. But um, you know, with these current uh, interest rate interest rate rises, it's uh, really starting to well, I hope slow the economy down because that's what the RBA is trying to do and, and reduce inflation. But at the moment, inflation is still uh, very high. But I'm quite wary that these uh, interest rate rises are. You know, getting possibly to be enough. There's always a delay with monetary policy when we stick the interest rates up, and so I'm wary that we're really starting to slow the economy down. And I'd like maybe the RBA to pause or potentially slow down its interest rate increases at the moment. It would be a good idea if they did. I mean, inflation now tipped by the central bank to gallop to eight percent 
this year, 8%, which is quite frightening. And, yeah. uh, and, and it's currently running at 8.6 in Hobart, Hobart at the moment, or Tasmania in general. So at the moment, uh, prices are rising faster Good in Tasmania than they are in the rest of Australia. Well, see that. I mean, how and when you think we've got an aging population, and Tasmania doesn't get the biggest, you know, the, the most pay, you know, the pay parity compared this state compared to others is ridiculous. Yeah, so it is, uh, you know, tough at the moment. People are going backwards if, if their if their pays are uh, the same as they were a year ago. Then their real pay is essentially going down by eight point six percent. That's eight point six percent less stuff you can buy with your wages. Indeed, I mean, their their, uh, central forecast, the RBA central forecast is for headline inflation to be around 4.75% over 2023, a little above 3% over 2024. Uh, That's just above the bank's mandate of 2 to 3%. So what's next? Well, I mean, that would suggest that they do believe that inflation is going to come down a bit. I mean, it's currently, like we said, sitting for the nation at about 7.5%, Nate. 0.6 0.6 for Tasmania, uh, which would suggest that they do believe inflation is going to be lower next year and um, uh, and that maybe these RBA interest rate increases can um, uh, be paused or slowed down. And Anthony Albanese has vowed, um, Paul, to, to broker short-term relief from soaring energy prices. That seems to be the big one at the moment, uh, by consulting heavily with business and governments. Uh, and he's certainly dismissed concerns Labor will uh, have a, a meaningful reform agenda in its first term. But how do you feel? I mean, realistically, should we? It, it seems to be that it's the exports, and we're doing so well selling our LNG, our gas overseas, and coal still, coking uh, coal. Uh, yes, well, the, you know, the, the, the gas exporters are certainly doing uh, well and have done for the last few years. Um, look, it's getting a little bit out of my area of expertise with energy prices, and I'm, I'm not really too sure what the uh, solution is. Uh, we do have some other experts that, at the University of Tasmania that look into energy markets and, uh, and the like. Um, I uh, yeah, look, I'm I'm, I'm sorry, Mike. I'm not too, don't have too many other solutions. No, oh, that's that's all right. It just is. It just the solution. We're trying to find some way people can sort of uh, assist with their own incomes, maybe just to pay the bills. I mean, what what are your suggestions in regard to to people at home now? Even these that, that are working. I mean, you've got. They suggest that the average, which I thought was quite interesting, um, the this survey that was done by ANU. The average weekly household real income had tumbled since before the pandemic from 1800 per week in February 2020 to 1629 per week in October of, uh, of this year. And yet more than half of people in Australia's lowest income bracket whose households earned just $422 per week on average in October. I mean, they've said it's just so difficult to get by. It, look, it, it it really is, and you know, with the incredibly high um, rents around the nation, uh, for those that don't even have a mortgage, it's it's even harder. Um, look, I, I I'm afraid I don't have any um, real solutions, Mike, other than um, t- try your best, try and cut down where you can, maybe look for extra work. But yes, look, I don't, I don't even have any solutions. I'm a, you know, I am a, I'm a, an economist at university. I um I, I've had to do my own cutting back. I know I've you know I. I've switched to the cheaper brands in the supermarkets. I've uh, gone down with my um, choice of meats down to a, a fattier cut that's a little bit cheaper. Um, there's little bits and pieces you can do, but it only helps a little bit. You know, the usual things, turn the lights off when you're not using them, etc., mm. etc. only heat one room. Uh, but, uh, you know, these are, are, are tough times. 
It is. It is. It's incredible when they say it's the first budget. Let's face it, for the Albanese government, forecasting a fifty-six percent increase in electricity prices over the next two years. Uh, and I know you're not energy, but when it comes down to it, they're saying that obviously we're building Mariners Link. Uh, all of these will eventually push prices down for power prices in Tasmania. Uh, yet that 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 would have to be a decade away at least, surely. Uh, well, with the Tasmania, we do already have one link across, and I, I believe the Manus link will help uh, bring competition to the state and reduce our, our residential power prices, particularly if we open up to residential competition. Um, the Albanese government was, of course, caught in the in the budget a uh, little bit because if they do any more spending or, or cost of living relief, it's just going to make the RBA um, want to lift the interest rates more because inflation will take off. So. We can't sort of have a situation in a way where the government is trying to spend money and the RBA is saying, hey, we want the nation to stop spending money, so we're going to stick the interest rates up. So the only way to really, to some extent, the government can uh, help the RBA by by not spending too much and therefore the RBA won't have to lift up the interest rates so much. And of course, these interest rate rises also end up flowing onto, uh, onto rental properties as well. So it's not only mortgage uh, uh people pay mortgages that are affected by these uh, interest rate rises. Yeah, it's an incredible situation, isn't it, for people at the moment doing it doing it tough. There doesn't seem to be any relief, especially when the, the government has said, no, there's not going to be any, uh, uh, you know, suddenly sending $1,000 into your bank account, that sort of situation. Certainly very difficult for Tasmania, and the worker shortage here is amazing, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is in the, all around the nation. I suppose that does give us some hope, at least, that... Uh, for those that aren't already working, you know, full time, that there might be some more potential to, to take more hours and get more work. Uh, so that you know, that is at least a positive. And because of those labour shortages, we may end up seeing some uh, wage rises, which would help counteract this increase uh, in, in the cost of living and inflation. Yeah, we need to have that, don't we? That uh, because this, uh, that uh, if it's eight point six in Hobart, I didn't realise it was that high in Tasmania. Yeah, look, I was—I uh, knew I, I did feel in a way that it was a little bit high down here. I'd only looked up the figures uh, this morning, but it's—it's um, it, it's mainly food uh, and also housing that is really affecting the, the increase in the cost of living. Uh, so, that, like I said, those interest rate rises are flowing onto the landlords, who are then flowing on the higher rents onto the onto the tenants, uh, because in the CPI calculations, they only include the. Uh, they include rents and the mortgage interest component of your mortgage, not the actual uh, repayment of the debt because that's seen as you accumulating an asset. So, But even then, the housing costs are one of the highest in the CPI, particularly in, uh, for Hobart in the last uh, 12 months. Yeah, good, uh, good point. Paul Blacklow, lecturer for business and economics. I know that um, I was reading today the economy is about people, I quote, and people are struggling to keep up with the cost of living. That's the key message. Shadow treasurer Angus Taylor wanted to get across. He had his first major speech since the uh, government's first budget. He said the economy was in a relatively good position but businesses were struggling to find workers, waterlogged roads were deteriorating, power bills were hurting hip pockets and he said the Australian economy is fundamentally resilient. We have more businesses, strong terms of trade, record commodity prices, economic growth over 3% and record low unemployment. Sounds great but in reality... Well, some of that is true, but we have had over the last probably 15, 20 years a real eroding of Australia's education and skills building system. And so 
I would probably not paint such a rosier position of the Australian economy's uh, resilience. Uh, mm. We have some spare labour capacity. Uh, our infrastructure is not too bad, although recently damaged. Uh, you know, basically, we are the lucky country, and we continue just to to ride the luck. You know, we've ridden the sheep's back, and now we're riding the the mineral wealth boom. Uh, we have been doing that for probably 50, 60 years, and it seems to be working out well for us that every time the price of one mining commodity goes down, three others go up. So, uh, you know, we are very well set with our mining in Australia and exporting. Uh, you know, we're not in too bad a place. I mean, the government debt is pretty high uh, and, and we don't have any long-term plan to address that for the mm. last 15 years or so. You know, there's been a lot of um, decisions made that deepen the, the, the basically worse than the budget long term uh, and have and there's been no sort of strategy in place to try and correct that huge budget deficit and build up a debt so you know we we basically need to have some system of either raising taxes or, or cutting government spending in order to address that debt in the long term now the economy's going okay at the moment so we can afford to try and uh, fix things a little but again we can't do it too much because the people are hurting uh, mm. and uh um, you know, it's, it's you know it's hard time to find a, a time for budget repair. At least at the moment, unemployment is low, but we do have that you know massive inflation. That uh, oh gosh, I can't, I can't think of inflation being this high since well, maybe in the 1990s or back in the 80s when mm. I was a child. Uh, it's a long time since inflation's been this high. And but you, I mean, there's quite quite a debate on the fact: Are we heading for a recession, or you think do you think we'll avoid that? I'm, I do have confidence enough in the Reserve Bank that they will, well, I hope, not lift interest rates enough to give us a recession. Of course, there is a little bit of a history of that. We have, we did have uh, many years ago the recession we had to have. Which yeah, Paul, Paul, Paul Keating, and that was a 1997, no, eight. Yeah, yeah, around there. Yes, I, I think that was it. So that was basically Paul Keating uh, asking the well, the Reserve Bank was independent back in those days but still a little bit influenced by the government and the Reserve Bank basically raised uh, raised interest rates enough or so much so that it, yes it did kill inflation but it also damaged the economy and, and slowed it down so I think the RBA is quite wary uh, of doing that again um, we, we're never going to see interest rates peak like they did back in those days because a lot more people hold mortgages in Australia now so the official cash rate is now 2.85% and most variable interest rates are probably Six and a half, seven percent. Uh, look, I, uh, I know some people are forecasting for the Reserve Bank to increase interest rates by another whole one and a half percent, which would end up taking your mortgage rate up to about eight percent. I already think that's the upper limit. I'm really hoping that they'll they'll slow, and I, I wouldn't think they'd want to lift the official rate up to much more than three and a half percent. In which case, uh, people's mortgage rates would only be about you know, seven, seven and a half. I mean, that's still tough, uh, but you know we. Hopefully that will be the end of the interest rate increases, yeah, I and, so. uh, and we can just slowly see sub uh, inflation subside, uh, and people take up extra jobs, jobs, and uh, and the economy continue on in its merry way. I know that uh, I went to RateCity.com.au's website. They've got a they they just put it together how much you'll be paying extra, and I noticed that an owner occupier paying principal and interest with twenty five years remaining. 
Uh, and so if you go back to April, the starting rate of 2.86% there, now it's gone up again. So say if you've got a, a $300,000 mortgage in, so we're looking at Tasmania, obviously, um, the, the increase, increase in November will be $45. So the total increase since April is $456 on a $300,000. On a $400,000 loan, it's $608. So that's an awful lot out of the kick. It is. That's. I mean, it's really, really hard. I mean, some people may have had some relief if they managed to fix their interest rates a few years ago, but even people that did that will be coming off those fixed rates uh, in the next year or so and be facing those huge uh, you know, monthly mortgage repayments. Um, you know, the increase has been quite, yeah, incredibly substantial. And I would think that any uh, mortgage holder has been feeling the pinch. Indeed. Paul, it's uh, great to talk to you and I appreciate your time. I know how busy you are. Paul Blacklow is a lecturer for business and economics and I appreciate it at uh, UTES. Thank you again. I hope we can have a chat soon. Thank you very much, Mike. It's a pleasure. Good to talk to you. Thank you indeed, Paul. Any comments or queries, feel free. one 301012 Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin. Weekday mornings from 9.